and you are tuned in to KWTF 88.1 FM Bodega Bay and streaming live around the world on KWTF.net. I'm so glad you joined us tonight, this evening, this morning, this afternoon, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, I'm glad you're here. I have a really special, magical guest with me, and I'm so excited to uh, bring him on the mic soon. So let's get started. Let's get this party started, shall we? I think we should. And I am going to do that right now. tuned in to KWTF 88.1 FM Bodega Bay and streaming live around the world. That was clap your hands and say, yeah, they just released their 10 year anniversary album and it's really great. And I love every song on it. It's the truth. So folks, you know him, you love him. It's the one, the only Mr. Steven Anderson. Oh, thank you. (laughs) We have a huge studio audience that always participates in our Spilling Rubies pre-recorded programs like the one tonight. Yes, I'm looking around. I see breakfast at Tiffany's staring over at me in the corner there. That's... (laughs) Oh, yeah, my little 45s. Yes, yes, yes. Quite an audience tonight. Mm -hmm. Lena Horn is here. (laughs) I'm honored. (laughs) Glamorous ladies just for you. Oh, I feel extra special now. (laughs) In case you're new to this whole Spilling Rubies situation, uh, Stephen Anderson is a local Sonoma County improviser, among other things. And he's part of a group here in Sonoma County called Evil comedy, yes, evil mm-hmm, comedy, mm-hmm. which I sometimes yes. hang out with when I can, when my lungs allow it. <laughs> when you don't die. <laughs> <laughs> 
So they they have open jam sessions for folks to come if they're interested in improv. Yes, that's right. At the Arlene Francis Center, we meet at Monday nights at seven, and we have a ball. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. So if I think if you're on Facebook, can people join that group or is that a private group? How do people know about it? Oh, they could go to Arlene Francis website, I guess. And it'll say if it's open jam or not. I, yeah. Maybe. I, I, I think I think it works that way. You can find it. <laughs> you can find it there. It's, Just uh, wander it, around and you'll find them. It, it, exactly. If you if you start throwing things, people will be like, oh, over there. They're there. <laughs> they're there. You're, you're they're one of those there. crazies that way. Um, I th- you should be able to find the group on Facebook as well if you oh, look okay. up Evil Comedy. It, okay. may not, it may not be open right at this very moment that we are speaking, but it will be very soonly. So by the time you get to your computer, you'll be able to see it. It's all right. It's okay. It's all right. And if you have trouble, just send me a message and Spilling Rubies on Facebook or on Twitter. I can connect you and help you find your way there if you're yearning in Sonoma County or further to check out an improv situation and we're going to do a little improv tonight Stephen and I because that's what we do best and I had gone online and I'd asked three questions of the community the village the people of the village as they say I asked what the weirdest thing is that has ever happened to you I asked what food do you hate and why and I asked them to name a place they've always wanted to go and um People responded, which is fantastic. Oh my goodness. This music just, was just playing all by itself. Precious little thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to turn it off until we need it. My, my fearless robot is just such a soldier. It just doesn't know when to stop. It's ready to kill for you at any moment. <laughs> my bodyguard. <laughs> My robot bodyguard. Exactly. You see, we'll just remake the film Bodyguard with you and your phone. <laughs> and you'll you'll sell just as many soundtracks, you will. <laughs> just as many. <laughs> just as many. <laughs> My soundtrack would just be all like the saw playing and like penny whistles. <laughs> Things, m- <laughs> instruments you find from the garbage. That's my soundtrack. And that's what you have on Whitney Houston. She never had any of that. <laughs> Never. That's my leg up. Exactly. <laughs> so, Stephen, of those three questions that I've just stated, which one would you like to hear some answers to? Um, I thought there were some pretty interesting ones out there for the food people didn't like. I know. The food was very interesting because there were m- multiple same answers. Mm-hmm. Um, the most interesting one to me was condiments. <laughs> there was a lot of anger about condiments. Mm-hmm. Um, so Vanessa said, food I hate, condiments. I don't know if that counts, but I love condiments. I feel like food should be good enough on its own, and adding ketchup or mustard is what cooks do to hide how terrible their food is. <laughs> and Dan said... I hate mustard. I brought up, brought that up once at a dinner party. Kids then squirted my car with mustard. It dried, and there are still mustard spots on my car. It can't wash off. My worst food on my car can't come off. It's <laughs> a very dramatic story about condiments. It is. It is. It makes... It makes me wonder, like, those must have been diehard mustard fanatics that he upset. Because... 
how else are you going to, like, that is some visceral anger that people are going to come out and just squirt and drench your car in mustard. So, well, let's open in on the scene of um, the uh, mustard alliance of daring dudes, otherwise known as mad. (laughs) Gentlemen, you know why we're here. Mustard has gotten a bad rap by the National Enquirer this week. What? Who would speak ill of mustard? They're claiming that mustard makes you insane. Outrageous. Wrong. Exactly. We are not crazy people here. Last time I checked, I asked myself, I said no. And I say no as well. What are we going to do to shift the tide? We have to make people fear mustard again. Fear mustard! Yes, yes, that's the only way to stop all the bad talk. Instead of denigrating it, they will fear it. Exactly, they will whisper the word mustard in the alleys. What do we know of mustard? How can it harm? How can it hurt? Well, uh, if you get it near your eyes, you get like this tingly feeling. It, it burns. burns a little bit, yes. It burns. It burns. And if you get in a cut? It burns. That's uh, right. <laughs> up your nose. It burns. It burns. Uh, basically, any body orifice that isn't the mouth, I think. It burns. It burns. It's very... Uh, mustard can also stay on your clothes even after you wash them. Oh, yes. We will find everyone's favorite outfits, and we will put stains in the most awful places. We will write messages with our mustard bottles. Exactly. We will, we will mark them with letters of shame. I have something to say. Who's that? My name is Janice, and I'm from the ketchup carousing cattle crowd. Or KKKK for short. KKKK, okay. We would <clears throat> like to join your alliance for ketchup is, is a beloved condiment, and yet we know that ketchup cannot be without mustard. You must have the sweet with the spicy. We must. We must. What, uh, counsel, what do you think? Oh, oh. Oh, I, I, I agree. Well, that's that's very good. We 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 like your idea, Janice. I think the last time we got together, we the Wienermobile was involved, wasn't it? The Wienermobile it will be available to any who are interested in it. Okay, good. So Craig still owns it. That's good. Craig does still own it. It does need a new carburetor and possibly a new shiny paint job. The wiener is looking very dull. Oh, it just sounds like it needs a nice coat of mustard, everybody. (gasps) Mustard!
are tuned in to KWTF 88.1 FM Bodega Bay and streaming live around the world at kwtf.net. That was Summer Camp with Keep Falling. And we were dancing to that in our chairs. We were chair dancing. We were chair dancing. Because <laughs> sometimes it's not, you get a little summer pop, even though it's raining outside and I'm wearing a sweater and boots. You still want a little <laughs> summer pop. Exactly. Summer pop's good year round. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's, it's like ice cream. You'll eat it any time of the year. Why not? And you are tuned in to KWTF. 88.1 FM Bodega Bay and streaming live around the world on <coughs> kwtf.net. I got real gravelly there at the end, mm. Steven. The power of the internet just overwhelmed me. <laughs> mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Delicious. It's finger licking good. Mm. I can see just a little touch of drool just dribbling down, just thinking <laughs> about the internet and how tasty it is. All those megabytes. Oh. I make a pie from all of the URLs. <laughs> <laughs> I make a hash with the emails and the texts. I and stir fry them in my hard drive pan. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I did actually, I'm reading this amazing book called, uh, I think it's called Smoke Gets in Your Eyes by Caitlin Dowdy, I think, maybe. I hope I'm remembering that right. But she is in the funeral industry, but she's like this like young, hip, you know, 20 something girl who's kind Mm -hmm. of. I think some people have been calling it kind of an expose of the funeral industry, but she more presents it as like, hey, people don't understand like how a cremation works and right you know how you get a body ready for a viewing like here's all the chemicals we put in it and here's what we have to do to like right. their eyeballs so they don't pop out and <laughs> and uh it's so intense Stephen. i read it before i go to sleep and i have all these crazy dreams why am i talking about this because we were talking about cannibals mm-hmm. um she doesn't have any cannibal stories but thinking about just the this fascination with consuming and death and like she cooks corpses you know like that right, was right. her main job mm-hmm. <clears throat> including oh there's this really int- i'm sorry everybody <laughs> but i have to say i have to tell you like babies come at the end because they're small Mm-hmm. And so she has a five before five policy where she tries to cremate five babies before 5 p.m. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and because they're too small, they don't work on the little roller that rolls the bodies in. Oh, God. So, Stephen, <laughs> she has to chuck them like oh. footballs. <laughs> like footballs. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing, but it's I know. terrible. I know. You have to kind of laugh. <clears throat> I mean... It's horrifying. Like I'm I I'm a trained hospice chaplain. Like I've been I've sat with bodies after they've passed. Like mm-hmm. I I I learned a lot of I started out as a forensic anthropologist, so I've been, you know, I've looked at bodies in various stages of decay when I was in university. Like mm-hmm. 
I am, I'm more, I'm a more savvy kind of person about death. And I was like floored by this book. Like there was parts of it that I could not process. I was just like, okie dokie. Like, <laughs> and she's amazing. She's just like, this is how it is. Like people don't understand what happens. Like I'm going to tell you exactly what happens and why, you know. Right. Well, that, that's a great point. I mean, you don't, you don't think about those sort of things, but are there any mortuaries out there that specialize in infants or toddlers? I mean, right. they're just a kind of one size fits all thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From like a 400 pound man, like she describes what happens when an extremely large body burns mm-hmm. whew, to like, tiny, <laughs> like to like fetuses, like babies that didn't even, weren't even born, but the mother, the parents are want to have a service you know Mm -hmm. and so they you know they have to cremate those they're sure there's no way they could oh my god like embalm a fetus she doesn't mention that but that's an interesting art project or like that guy's art where he fills those corpses with plasticine and you can go Mm. and they're all like sports you know (laughs) like they're playing sports or they're like having sex with each other and it turns out that it was mostly Chinese prisoners that had passed away, the bodies that he used. Hmm. So it was very controversial. Right, right. That's But fascinating. It, right, very fascinating. Well, I think that's just uh, such a rich subject because like you were touching on earlier, it's so taboo. There's such a stigma behind death, even though it's, I mean, it's for, everyone's known for the longest of time. That's what everybody meets. Right, every single one of us. No one escapes it. Exactly, exactly. My my one of my favorite RuPaul uh, <laughs> Charles lines is, uh, "In life, nobody gets out alive. Nobody yeah. makes it out alive." Yeah, really. Mm-hmm. That's good. I love RuPaul. Me too. Have you? Scary. But you brought up RuPaul, and that made me want to ask you about RuPaul's Drag Race. Did you watch the last season? Oh, you know I did. <laughs> you know I did. Every we haven't episode. talked about this, have we? I don't I, think so. No, no. I watched every episode, every Untucked. Yes. Oh, oh yes. gosh. We gotta. We need to have mm. Drag Race podcasts when it comes back on. <gasps> yes. Right? Yes. They're doing an All-Stars this fall. Do you know about that? No, tell me everything. <laughs> All-Stars season two <laughs> this October. Who's going to be on it? Have uh, they revealed that yet? They have not revealed anybody. <laughs> We've got all the lingo down. You know it. <laughs> so how do you feel about the top three and how do you feel about um, Violet Tchotchke winning? I was happy of the three that Violet won. Of the three, yes, I yes. agree. Um I was I was devastated when Katya was cut. Yes, see, improvisers get Katya. We mm-hmm. know that she's the freaking brilliant one in the group. She's gold. Like er, any moment that the, that she's around is instant, amazing. It's instantly entertaining. She knows how to make people laugh and have fun. Even that moment when RuPaul was like, "And the winner is." Katya, bring me a glass of water. Right. <laughs> and how she like even did the just the that perfect improv, you know, low low cast, you know, lower cast right. thing, and like she just played it perfectly. Oh yeah, she's great. She has natural talent when it comes to just having that stage charisma. Oh yeah. Do you watch her videos, her YouTube channel? I've seen, I think maybe a couple. I follow her on um, a few of the. I think I follow her Instagram and on the tasty internet, the social networks. 
<laughs> I wish that she did more. Like, I wish that she was, like, rocketing into the galaxy the way the other queens have. Like, Alaska has really, like, mm-hmm. used that, you know, thunder to just blast her off. And she's her videos are amazing. Have you been watching those? Um, oh, my gosh. Alaska? Alaska's I've... music videos are incredible. Oh. Well, um, after after I saw it, I had to I had to buy the song. This uh, this is my hair. <laughs> yes, yeah. I've, I I haven't had too much exposure <laughs> to her to her work, but oh, I the l- videos are amazing. That was beautiful. Yeah, was gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. And I love how the other queens are like in their YouTube channels will be like making fun of the song in a playful way, like. These are my fingers. I don't wear nails. These are my fingers. I don't wear nails. That, yeah, totally brilliant. Right, right. And I like how Alaska's like, yeah, they just send you these like mixes and you write the words. That's how it works, everybody. And like some other queen got a mix that Alaska had rejected and was like, oh, I recognize that mix. And like all the queens are like, oh, my God, you're revealing our secrets. She's just like, this is how it is. Like, I'm not going to lie about it. Right, right. But even with that, she made it brilliant. Like her lyrics are so good. She's so smart. But yeah, I wish Katya would do more kind of or maybe she is and she's just not sharing it as much. But Right, right. I think right now they're just like on the circuit, you know, since yeah, the yeah, season yeah, just yeah, ended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Circuit queen. Circuit queen. <laughs> I'm so upset. Like a lot of them come to San Francisco and I always miss them because they come they come on Sunday nights. If any of them are listening, come on a better night. <laughs> Sunday night's so hard. I know. San Francisco <laughs> often seems to be a Sunday night stop for like really big stars. Like they squeeze it in after LA is I think what happens. Right, right. San Francisco's a little too big though to squeeze. Yeah, it right? needs more room than that. Yeah, really. Especially being the Mecca. At least that it once <laughs> was for the gays. Where are they going, Stephen? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, uh, when I saw the kids in the hall come by uh, about a month and a half maybe ago, uh, uh, Scott Thompson did his great buddy Cole character. Oh, it's so good. And one of his bits was how um, gay has, it's not special anymore. Yes. It's all over. And mm-hmm. he, he did this bitter rant about it. It was hilarious. And that was one of the things was he, he mentioned how there was like some kid on a, on a news channel somewhere talking about how you know, something about his coming out experience. And he was like, that's not what a coming out experience <laughs> is. You're not going to be in front of a camera. And he, the, I forget the way he went on, but it was, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Basi- <laughs> basically it was just anger for the progress mm-hmm. that's been made. Totally. <laughs> yes. No one knows anymore. I know a few people who really miss the closeted days. <laughs> like, were you gonna? I found, I actually heard John Waters say this too. Or he's like, were you just? You go to the dirtiest bars and the worst back alleys, and like everything was just like bad. You know, you were doing a bad thing. And he's like, now it's popular to be gay. Like, who wants oh. that? <laughs> Well, on that vein, and this is something that has actually been in, in conversation in the circle of people that I know is um, Pride just happened. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, this year it had extra meaning and extra reason yeah. to celebrate. But um, also, you look around at the faces now there and it's, mm-hmm. not just a, it's not just a gay party anymore. It's not really either a gay ally party. It's everyone's party. Everyone goes there to party. Right. Um, I mean, 
I guess they got onto the word years ago that we throw great parties. <laughs> do. But uh, yeah, it's, it's saturated with just mostly young, young teens that show up and mm -hmm. they throw some rainbow colors on them. They just get trashed and... I'm sure they don't know the difference if it's St. Patty's Day or right. Pride. Right, it's just a street or, party. This is a street party, and that's, yeah. So I think that's definitely part of it is, and I think that's why those people are get upset that way because it's, it doesn't mean the same, uh, it doesn't have the same meaning for them anymore that it once did. Mm -hmm. and, and a lot of people, I think, use that adversity that it used to uh, bring with it as like a, a pillar of strength for them. And now that it's not that tough, you know, for people anymore, I think they feel that there's some sort of loss there. And there definitely mm -hmm. is. It is, a, it is a loss because that's, there was a source of strength for, for so many different people, but it is also, it's, it's an interesting juxtaposition because it's the mm -hmm. same, this is what they were fighting for. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that really relates to how I've been feeling as I've gotten older and I've sort of realized like, I think we've talked about this before, but how things get better, but then they also get worse. <laughs> oh, well, yes. If there's one thing you can count on, it's that things will always get worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that like, you know, the great triumphs and the great wonderful things are wonderful. And they often have a flip side to them of a mm -hmm. darkness that they also bring, you oh, know. Yes. And that's kind of similar to what you're saying. That we have marriage equality, which is incredible and amazing and needed and wanted. Mm -hmm. And then at the same time, we've got, you know, the tweens partying at Pride and not even understanding. Or a kid coming out on national TV, which is great on one right. level, amazing, right, right. wonderful. But at the same time, it's different. It's different than how it once was. And it, it has a different meaning now, I guess. Right, right, right. And uh, to that, I would just say that's why it's important to have the people around who knew what it was before. Absolutely. And there, there is that gap, too, you know, that there, there's some we lost so many people in the 80s, you know, to AIDS. Right, and, right. The, and like almost an entire generation was wiped out. Almost, mm -hmm. you right. know, there was the survivors and they hold the history, but there's not as many as there should have been. And right. I blame Ronald Reagan for that. Oh, yes, yes. But we don't have to start on that rant. But no. it is his fault, ladies and gentlemen. Go onto the <laughs> internet and take a delicious bite of its sexiness and then read about Ronald Reagan not caring at all not about even, Not AIDS. even mentioning the word for the longest yeah, time. Not even acknowledging that yeah. it existed. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Uh, it could go on forever. Couldn't all we? The, all the hate of we? Reagan. Reagan hating. <laughs> They're naming airports for him and people, you know, presidential hopefuls are throwing him around as this hero. Yeah, they talk about him like he's Jesus. Mm -mm. No. 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 Incorrect. No. I will not put any Reagan wafers in my mouth. <laughs> what would a Reagan, a Reagan wafer, I feel like, would taste kind of like a gritty Triscuit, like a... <laughs> Or a wee thin, a wee thin. Yes, oh my God. Like dry whenever, and like yeah, whenever I too much at him, fiber, right? Yeah, whenever I look at him, it just gives me that taste in my mouth. And that's exactly <laughs> what it is. It's like a, a wheat thin. <laughs> I'm like, oh. I just feel like if a strong wind comes, he'll just blow into this plume of <laughs> dust. 
Going back to the cremation. <laughs> Going back to the cremation. Yes. The crematory. Oh my gosh. Let's refresh our palettes with um, a little music. Why don't we? All right. Um, I, this is a new artist to me. Elohim. Ooh. She goes by Elohim. I feel understated Like I'm all in black I got a good buzz going And I'm good with that I feel intoxicated But my system's empty I wanna feel it She's taking over 
And you are tuned in to KWTF 88.1 FM Bodega Bay and streaming live around the world on KWTF.net. That was Elohim. I love her. That was great. Wasn't it good? Again, a nice poppy summer jam with pop girls tonight. That's just how it's going to be. You know it. (laughs) But don't you just love KWTF, Stephen? I do so much. Mm -hmm. That's why I keep coming back. I know, and we're so glad you do. (laughs) (laughs) And I would like everyone listening to know that KWTF is sponsored by a grant from the Stan Roy Music Center and the Redwood Justice Fund. And by listeners like you, and this is the truth, folks, if you uh, weren't being a member and sharing your hard-earned dollars with KWTF, we would not exist, and I promise you that is the truth. Mm -hmm. And there is a wonderful thing happening in this month of July. Uh, For every uh, new membership that uh, gets signed up this month, whether you want to do a monthly donation, which is how I do it, I just, $10 a month comes out of my checking account. It's easy. I don't have to think about it. I see it pop up on my little, uh, you know, on my tasty internet. And it's like, (laughs) you gave $10 to KWTF today. And I say, oh, that's so so great. I'm so smart. (laughs) What a nice thing I just did. Or you can give uh, a, just a yearly donation. Some people like that better for their taxes because you can write it off. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know some people do $100 a year. Great. Love it. Whatever you want to do, if you do it now at kwtf.net, uh, click on the donate button. We have a very generous anonymous donor who will double it, Stephen. Double it. Double it for the month of July? Well, for them continuing on, you know. Oh, from here on. Yes. Yes. But only in the month of July if you sign up in the month of July. Does that make sense? (laughs) I'm following. Okay, good. I'm here. I'm right behind you. So if you say, I want to give $10 a month, that person will make it $20 a month. Wow. Isn't that cool? That that sounds like a great opportunity for people out there to more than double their absolutely d- their dollar power. So if you are on the fence and you're like, I don't know, ten dollars a month is a lot, which I believe me, I understand it is, but it's so worth it, and it'll double. It'll immediately double. You will be giving twenty dollars a month essentially, but only having to give ten. So I think that's pretty cool, and I think you should do it. Exactly. Go to kwtf.net. Click on that donate button and support this quirky, magical ship of creativity and joy that you love. Really, where else are you going to hear the kind of shows you hear on KWTF? We are renegades. We are revolutionaries. We're here in the backwoods of Petaluma right now recording something for you. This is revolutionary radio, right, Stephen? Oh, yes, it is. (laughs) From our very blood and sweat and tears. That's right. That's right. Local. It's very local, and we love you for it. Even our international listeners, you want to support the quirky magic of Sonoma County. I know you do. I know you do. So go to kwtf.net and click on that donate button. Why don't you? Thank you. You feel so good when you do.
tuned in to KWTF 88.1 FM Bodega Bay and streaming live around the world on kwtf.net. I'm here with Mr. Steven Anderson, improviser, HVAC aficionado, (laughs) (laughs) and drag race fan. And drag race fan, yes. I'm so glad that we've made that connection now. I'm excited. (laughs) Have you ever done drag? I have not. No, no, no. Have you ever thought about it? Yes, I have thought about it. I, I don't have know. Too. I, don't, I don't know what I'd look like as a lady. I couldn't. I'm, I I'm, think you'd be gorgeous. Well, thank you. <laughs> I do. I think you would. I think you would look gorgeous. I know um, several biological ladies who are drag queens, including Phonique, Miss oh. Monique. She was the kind of the first woman to grace the stage of tranny shack in san francisco and really really? hold her own with all the drag queens she actually i think has tried to go on rupaul's drag race a couple of times but Mm -hmm. they're not they're not ready for a biological lady right to join the ranks it's interesting that show because it feels like it it's so open-minded, but then it it it, bou- it reaches walls at some point. Yeah, there's some like traditions that are very deep, and 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 including like I remember, you know, er- earlier shows, if anyone was trans, that was like a, a, an issue. Mm-hmm. You know, if a man was transitioning biologically to be a woman, right? There was a lot of like, oh my god, what do we think about this? And right, can they right. still be on the show? And now it seems like that has kind of relaxed a little bit. Right. Right. But yeah, it's interesting. And um, I've heard rumors about possibly, like I have a friend of a friend of a friend who's a Mm. drag king and has been trying to get RuPaul to support a drag king uh, show, which would be kind of interesting, I think. Right, right. Uh, It's a a very fascinating, very uh, interesting, fun, but... uh, Strangely political world. Yeah. As, as all worlds tend to be. Right. But <laughs> Have you ever seen a drag king show or seen that uh, transition happen? It's totally a trip. No, no. I've, I've, I've seen, I've seen uh, male drag performers in, uh, I, I would probably try to label it as like androgynous garb. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> Where it's, there's no, no really uh, outright gender right. identifiers it's kind yeah. of just like a lot of spandex you know <laughs> unisex kind of uh, uh outfits and those were some interesting numbers but nothing yeah nothing nothing that ever flat out said drag king to me yeah well like like we're talking about like that drag king culture actually is very rigid and has very specific ideas of you know there isn't gender fluidity you know it's mm-hmm. women dressing up as men you know and pen mm-hmm. and being as you know masculine as they can like in in mannerisms and all which you right. know is almost problematic in a way in itself you know of trying to talk about gender these days and what is masculine and what is feminine you know right that can be deconstructed on many many layers and many levels right right well i think both of those worlds are, are just fascinating because of how it plays on flipping ideas of gender and mm-hmm. and uh it's just i don't know it's 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 so it's so rich because there's such 
a deep cultural history behind both ideas. Yeah, definitely. That when you start playing around with it, it it upsets people or mm -hmm. uh, surprises people. Like all the different reactions you get is incredibly varied and yeah, um, just kind of fun to watch as a bystander. <laughs> mm -hmm. Definitely, it's exciting. And it, this, you know, this sort of like manipulation of the body and like how far people take it is really interesting to me. Like how surgery and like silicone implants it, on some levels are very common in drag queen world. And like, right. and then even just tucking, you know, I'm not sure how much we can talk about <laughs> on the radio about what happens there, but things get tucked away to make people look more ladylike. And, right. and even with the drag kings, like the women will tape their chest and like right. in a really uncomfortable way to create this kind of faux tape chest, you know, right, it's right. trippy. Do they, do they stuff to, to simulate the presence of yes, a phallus? Yes, they do. Okay. Yes, okay. they do. And there is like a whole industry about, uh, you know, different styles and sizes and shapes and, you hmm. know, what, you know, some people will just stuff a sock and other people want like a really real Well-defined, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> realistic, okay. Yeah, and then like, well, yeah, this, this, we, could, we could get in a dicey area. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is great. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just back away from that, <laughs> from that ledge a little bit and, and just say that, uh, what really opened my eyes, because I have a friend who does drag, mm -hmm. um, and uh, her name's Baby Shakes. Baby or, Shakes. Baby, yeah, she's a great performer. That's a um, great name. You should come with me sometime. They uh, During the summer, they perform in Guerneville sometimes. Oh, I love Guerneville. Yes, There's yes. amazing, amazing drag queens in Guerneville. There are. Amazing. Do you know Tora Hyman? Yes. That's, uh, yes, that she performs in her shows. Oh, nice. The Backwoods Barbies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the backwards Barbies, backwards Barbies, at the triple R, which is now what R cubed. I don't know how to say it. I don't know. <laughs> R to the third power. <laughs> I just call it the triple R still. Right. Yeah. That's that's what I call it. Okay. Uh, or R three. I think that's the other one I know. Oh, is R it R three? Mm-hmm. I have met the most amazing, just old queens. It, like older gay men I, mm. that I'm calling old queens like <laughs> that bar oh my gosh they're just in, with like their grandma's fur coat that's just been in their like moldy Guerneville house for too long but they're still wearing it you know right, and right. just like drinking their margaritas and oh it's a, just you want stories you can get them in Guerneville you can at the, at the R3 the triple R <laughs> the triple R cubed <laughs> <laughs> but that was my seeing her shows was like my first uh face-to-face -face, oh. uh, experience with drag i mean i'd, I'd kind of seen it here and there and when i was younger i was i kind of had i was kind of distancing myself from that part of the community mm -hmm. uh, i wasn't identifying with it then and um but as and I, then when you say that tell me more about what you mean like it did it feel too flamboyant or like yeah it, it was kind of like that uh societal stigma of you don't want to be a lady boy you right. don't want to be seen as a sissy walker that sort of thing and i wasn't and that and being part of the scene which mm -hmm. still has a stigma with gay men um and just queer people is it it, it has a kind of like a toxicity to it some people think like if you're a part of that world, then you're like, uh, 
I, I guess it is has to do with masculinity and, and how yeah it has to do with sexism I think yeah like if it's feminine it's weak you know yeah if you want to look like a woman you're weak you know and right that's or, so rooted in the sexism of our culture right right and how like uh for transgendered people, if you're a man transitioning to a woman, you're treated more harshly than mm -hmm. if than vice versa because you're giving up your manhood. Why would you do that? Yeah, yeah, totally. And that interesting vice versa. I mean, I have several friends who, whose girlfriends at the time transitioned and mm -hmm. became men, and they're like, all of a sudden, I'm in a heterosexual relationship with like this macho dude, you right, know, and right. like I didn't. I'm a lesbian. Like right, right. I didn't sign up for this. You <laughs> right, know, right. it's so fascinating to me to watch all of that unfold and just see how it's all deconstructed and and reconstructed. And you know, at the times there are changing, Stephen. They are. They are. And I, I like to think for for the better in some in, yes. in some ways, and for the worse in others. Most mostly worse. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. I feel that way, but I do. And I, I mean, not, I, again, not really. I mean, the, the strides that the have happened for gay people and queer mm -hmm. people and trans people, it's incredible and powerful and important. And, you know, as like a straight lady, I don't necessarily ha see a downside to any of that, you know, because the alternative is always going to be there. You know, I mean, when marriage equality passed, I had plenty of people in my world be like, who wants to get married? Like, this means nothing to me, you know, <laughs> right, because right. they are on the, well, I don't want to say on the fringes because that makes them sound like they're like, you know, out in the desert somewhere lost and they're not. There are powerful communities of amazing creators and right, right. revolutionaries who really are just like, this is a sham, you know, marriage is a sham. and right. I, honestly, the older I get, the more I agree with that. And I'm speaking as a officiant, like a minister. I mean, I have married so many couples, gay, straight, including two trans couples. Like, I've done it all. I mean, I haven't done a polyamorous wedding because that's illegal. But uh, if it happened, I would do it. I'm fine with that, you know. But I more the older I get and the more I see and learn about how long-term relationships work. I just don't, I don't know. I question it. I'm married myself, you know? Right, right. But I, uh, I'm just not sure that we're going to need it in the future, maybe, is the best wording currently that I have. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? No, I mean, it's... It is a product of its time, and if it's if it's changing, and if it doesn't uh, fit the needs of the populace anymore, I mean that happens with so many other things mm -hmm. that don't exist anymore. Um, I mean, if it sticks around, it it'll stuck around for a reason, right? Um, and that's how it's made it to to now. But I could I could envision a future where it's where it's not there anymore. I mean, do you ever get married, Stephen? I'm engaged to be married. You right now. are. Yes, I am. I didn't engaged you didn't i don't think so i usually don't wear my ring because i'm just terrible with jewelry <laughs> <laughs> probably another reason why i would not be a very good drag queen <laughs> would not be a good terrible good. jewelry <clears throat> terrible jewelry <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we're, we're engaged to be married. So, so you're, you, you're into it. I mean, you're, you're gonna do it. You're gonna get married. Like you, you believe enough in the institution to do it. 
Well, yes, I I believe in the idea of finding a companion that you can build a life with. Yes. I mean, that's I mean, the society, all the different institutions, governmental and and likewise, uh, you yeah. you gain all the advantages if you Absolutely. if you buy in. Right. <laughs> yeah, the business venture. Like, this is my partner. Like, that's the capitalist part that it feels for me. Right, right. And we live in a capitalist world where, you know, if you're in the hospital, you want your husband to be able to come in and be with you, you right. know, and you want your benefits to benefit him and exactly. all of that stuff. Right, right. So it's like I... Um, because it's like companionship, that part of it is is easy for me to, sure. to, to get on board with. Um, would I would I want to get married if it if the only difference between being in a relationship, mm. uh, n- I mean, was just the word marriage compared to being not married? Um, I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know. But um, but because of all the different financial and uh, other legal, uh, right advantages that that term uh is associated with and bears with it um yes it is mm-hmm. it is something that i that i that i wanted to do and am going to do <laughs> that's great yeah. congratulations thank you thank you i'm sitting on ten, a 10 year marriage <laughs> and it's been a great but again like gets better it gets worse yes yes well yeah this is uh my my partner and I have been together five years this September, and so this is the longest relationship I've been in. And the longer it goes on, it's like the the less the less uh, um, <clears throat> the less uh, love uh, fairy tale it's, <laughs> right. it, it, it is, right. and and the more it is, you know, the work reality, it's, yeah. It, it, yeah, it's work, and it is work, but mm-hmm. it's it's worth it. It's definitely worth it. Yeah, I think it's worth it too. I do too. Yeah, I, we I recently just faced a tremendously huge challenge with right. my husband and um I don't know, we're still working it out, but there I it was interesting to see for myself what that I really kind of like fell back on this promise that I made to him, you know. It's like I promised to live my life with this person in sickness and in health and mm-hmm. um and then, you know, drama-rama, you know, <laughs> and like, you know, through lies and deceit, you know, the whole thing. It's like, you know, I think everybody should have boundaries, you know, if, so if you're and you need to know what your boundaries are. I think everybody has them, you know. Right. Mine is like getting physically hurt by my partner would be one that it would be like right. a deal breaker for me because I've been down that road, you know, but it's just been interesting like okay is this a deal breaker for me like what or am i committed to this marriage like what is this you know right it's intense to have your you know vows more or less uh put to the test right you know right yeah you find out how truly committed you are to that person yeah and how committed they are to you as well i'm i have so many wedding stories being an officiant but I'll just say one and then we probably should wrap up. But okay. um, uh, I was uh, going to be the officiant for this couple. And, you know, I, I I meet with couples beforehand and I work out what's going to be said and, you know, the whole ceremony. Right. And um, they definitely wanted the sickness and health line. And so I had put that in. And um, 
so literally the morning of the wedding, like everyone's really somber and like the mom is crying and I'm just like, what the heck is going on? So I find out that the bride had just been diagnosed with breast cancer that like she got the call like that night before. Wow. So when I said in the ceremony, in sickness and in health, everyone in that place felt it, that knew what was going on with her. It was like, oh, yeah, here it is. Like chemotherapy could be around the corner. Like the sickness part is so real, you know. And it was so interesting to really feel that in that moment. Like this is what this means, you know, like it's not always going to be like sunshine and riding your mountain bike through the forest together like one of you might get really freaking sick, right. you know? Yeah. Would you feel good? Are we done? How do you feel? Do you have anything else you want to say? We didn't really improv that much, but it's that's okay. okay. It's all right. Because you're going to come back. I want you to be a regular guest, will I you? I will be. Would you? Well, I have to be. If we're Can gonna, I propose if we're, to you? If we're going to RuPaul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. In the fall, you said. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for tuning in to Spilling Rubies. We're so happy you joined us. Uh, I'll be back next week with more uh, giggles and talks and music and such. Uh, you can find Spilling Rubies on Facebook, on Twitter. Um, and uh, we have SpillingRubies.com. That's where everything is. All the past episodes were on iTunes. You can stream it on your player. You can subscribe. You can rate. Do all the things, people. It helps. It does. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye.